Welcome to episode number 89 of Nurses Living the Good Life. My name's Ann Conkley. I'm a certified nurse midwife and a certified life and business coach, and I'm so glad that you're here. In this week's episode, I'm talking with Janine Kalbach, who is a local nurse here in Cleveland, actually. And we discover that on the podcast, as you will hear uh, just shortly. But I wanted to bring her on to the podcast and interview her about her experience building a business over the past 10 years. Janine is a great example of what's possible when you combine something that you really enjoy or have a knack for, like writing, along with the expertise and experience that she has as a nurse. And she has not only done the work in terms of you know being the freelance writer and and doing the um, you know service of providing the content, but she's also taken that and built a business, and she now has more than. 150 nurses who are at any given time working for her, uh, providing content, uh, articles, editing, uh, in addition to the fact that she has a broader uh, range of services as a nurse-led marketing company, like for Facebook ads and, and all sorts of stuff. So, And she'll talk about that a little bit, but it is really a great conversation. And she, uh, again, is a great example of what is possible. And as you know, on this podcast, if we do nothing more, uh, if you don't take it from me and believe what's possible in terms of what I've done in my career, my only hope is that I can expose you to all the other am- amazing and tremendous nurses that are out there who are combining what they love and then taking it out and creating some sort of a service and uh, creating their version of the good life. So so without further delay, here's Janine, and I hope you enjoy this. Uh, it was such a pleasure to interview her, and she's got some great tips for those of you who are maybe not in year 10, but in the first few years of your struggles and uh, joy as an entrepreneur. So, so listen in, take some notes, and reach out to Janine if you need any further support. Hi, Janine. I'm so glad that you're here. Um, okay, so for um, everybody here, I've got Janine Kalbach. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit today about our business and I want to, um, introduce her to all of you. So Janine, if you would just start by just tell people who you are and a little bit about what you do just to kick us off, that would be great. Sure. My name is Janine Kalbach. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. I'm a mom. To Wait two a boys. minute. You're what? in Cleveland. Yeah. Where I'm are in you? Cleveland. Where? I'm in Solon. Where are you? I'm in Willoughby. No shit. Are you kidding me? Oh my I'm coming over. <laughs> oh my God. We're totally going to have coffee. Oh my God. That's oh crazy. God. Okay. That's okay. All right. Well, well that you're not mind blown. Fa- you're mind, mind blown right now. Okay. You're not very far from me. So this is very exciting. Okay, it's just, this conversation <laughs> just done. went a little bit, got a little bit more interesting. Okay. Okay. Start. Okay. So you're in, now I'm like, I, we probably I won't know each other. You. We probably yeah. know each other. Oh, right? we probably have friends, lots of uh, some colleagues oh, and some. I, absolutely. Okay. Okay. So, all right. T- okay. <laughs> Our restart essentially. Okay. So what tell people, yeah, who you are, <laughs> what you do. I would love that. All right. So I'm Janine Kalbach from Cleveland, Ohio. I have my two boys and I work from home now full time as a freelance nurse writer and I help other nurses develop that career. And I actually own a content writing agency called Write RN, where we just have nurses who develop content. And my prior career before this was 20 years at the bedside in labor and delivery. And I did all the where? things. Right? Where? I was at Metro. I was at Lake Health. Lake Health was most of my career. Um, and then we got mm-hmm. bought out by UH. Yeah. And yeah, here we are. I was, yeah. so so I, I was... And then I did some home care, all the things. Oh my gosh. Okay. We're just, this is going to be, if you're listening, you're like, Anne's going to cut her off at every other, I may cut you no. off. I usually don't do that, but I'm just so excited. Okay. Wait, wait. So, um, 
So, all right. So just to be clear, so I was on, I was at UH for many years and on Mac too, and I'm a midwife. Oh my God. Yeah. So you probably, so you probably that- worked with the physicians that yep. came over to, to Lake and yes. our head of OB was resident at UH and she yes. still collaborates very closely. Yes. I know, My yes, goodness. I know all of them. And you probably know some of the midwives who were at UH for many years or who yes. were at Lake and then went, yeah, yes. exactly. Oh yeah, we know a lot of people. Okay, okay. Fine. This is hilarious. Okay, not, that's hilarious. So now that we got that out of the way, okay, all right. So- <laughs> This is my brain is just like, you know, because this is a great example of when you meet people on the internet and then you don't, you don't like know much about them. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, we actually probably, you know, know some people and um, we've probably crossed paths. Yes. I would, I would not be surprised actually. Okay. So, so L and D you said something about you were doing home health. Like you've done a couple of different, you know, parts of nursing, correct? Yeah. So I, the reason I went into home health, it was OB related. So I would give the progesterone injections to patients out in Cleveland yep. that would go to UH. Yep. <laughs> and so, so in Metro and whatnot. And so I enjoyed that so much that I knew I could work from home. I knew I was a self-motivated worker. No one really had to tell me what to do. I knew that, you know, I knew to contact if I needed help, but usually it was pretty okay. And I was always chargers. I was always precepting. I was, I was the educator at the end of my career. And I just, I, I don't know why I was always like floating around. I never really stuck. And I never saw myself as like the floor nurse who was going to be there until retirement. I know, didn't know what that path was, but I knew that wasn't going to be me because I knew I was going to get bored. Um, it's not that I didn't love it. I did. I love it. But it was just my mind was always like, on to the next thing. What else can I do? And so I stumbled upon freelance writing when I was looking for another opportunity. I had my second son and knew I had to be home more and did the home care thing. Unfortunately, someone's dog attacked me. So I had to like quit. And then they like decreased our pay down to like a quarter of what we were making. So then a couple of my friends then quit. I was like, yeah, not going back there. But it was sad. It was because I really did enjoy it. And but it opened the door to my mind of going, what else can I do from home? What else can I do from home? And so I like Googled like everybody does and found freelance writing, but not for nurses. I just found it like couldn't work from home. So I joined this group of women that were doing it and they found out I was a nurse and they're like, why are you here? You can help so many people in the healthcare side. And I'm like, really? Like, like, really? I could. So they guided me a little bit in this big group that we were in. And, you know, several years later, I was helping other nurses do it because they would come to me like, I love what you're doing. I saw you write this article. How are, how are you doing this? So I coached a bunch of people. Then I knew I was getting a lot of the same questions. So then I did group coaching and then I changed that into a course. And then 2020, crazy things happen. And I was the educator of both hospitals, sister hospitals. And between COVID, losing nurses, trying to onboard nurses, and you know from LND, COVID was different for us because we didn't know what it was going to do to these babies. We didn't know what to do with the moms. Then moms only could have one person at the bedside. It was just crazy. So then they're like, homeschool your children. I'm like, oh, Lord. And then I had this flourishing business that I didn't want to let go. So Mm -hmm. I had a choice to make. And so I went PRN, back to bedside. I took on the business full-time and said, 
I think I need to do something different with this business. And I turned it into now an agency, which I didn't know was an agency because what do I know? I, I didn't know. I and, that. But that's exactly what it is. And I kind of forged the way and it's, it's working out pretty well. <laughs> so I'm going with it. <laughs> okay. So how long has this agency been in existence or how, when did you start your business? Let's start. Let's start. So there. I started my business in 2015. Well, I started like 2013, but I didn't make the LLC till 2015 when I knew like that, Oh, this is like real. And then, um, 2020 is when I converted over to an agency, same business name, just agency. Okay. And tell us just for people who don't know the difference. Um, if you would just share, like what, what is the difference between uh, an agency and an LLC? Yeah. So anybody who looks to like work online, it's usually like an online service-based business. So whether they're doing Facebook ads or content marketing or content writing, there's all these different things you can do online that so many people don't know. And we can do that with our skills. You just literally learn these skills and people are like, oh, I can't do that. I need to go get another degree because that's what we were forced to think in nursing school is you need another degree, but you don't, you just learn it as you kind of go. And so that is what freelance writing is. It's an online service-based business. An agency is where you have employees or contractors bundled together. And it's more of a company where we provide content writing, content marketing, social media management, but nurses are the writers. So that what's, that's the difference with our company than other healthcare marketing companies out there, or agencies out there. So when companies come to us or we reach out and find somebody to talk to, we get on a discovery call and they're like, tell us your story. Like, tell us why you're different. I'm like, cause all of our nurses, all of our writers are nurses and that's different yeah. than everything else. And they think that is just incredible. Not how well can your nurses write? They don't really even care. They just love the fact that knowledgeable healthcare providers are giving the content that they need to their audience because the people that are hiring us are usually content marketing managers or marketing managers. And they, they write, but they don't know healthcare uh, enough to speak on it. So yeah, so they love when we come in and can kind of make it their life a lot easier. So is your agency then to be very clear, a you in essence are a nurse led, nurse run marketing management agency like that, like you, your breath is like, we do essentially marketing, we write the copy, we run the ads, we do the social media management, but like, so that's your bread and butter. We are yeah. nurse led and marketing. Yeah. And so the biggest thing with us is content, right? So, which is honestly the biggest thing in business. Like you have yeah. to put yourself out there for people to know who you are. And a lot of companies will come to us and they're like, can you do our social media? And I'm like, sure, we can do your social media. I can throw posts up there, but that doesn't mean anything. And I, and I go back to them as, as much as I would love your business we need to look at your strategy because if your strategy is not there, it's like driving, you know, on a road trip and not knowing where you're going. So we usually start with strategy and then branch out from there. Can you run paid ads? Well, I could, but you don't have one follower yet. I'm not going to just run ads and spend all your money. I could, if that's really what you want me to do, but I'm not, I don't feel right about it. So, so yeah, a lot of it has to do with content. We work with a lot of different types of like healthcare clients, whether it's a hospital, um, we do, a lot of continuing education modules. We do um, different product companies that sell health and wellness products. So we kind of okay. fit in, you know, medical devices, you name it. We kind of find somebody because we have so many writers that can speak to it. So yeah, okay. it's pretty cool. So how, I know you 
clearly Googled it and like who didn't? I I always <laughs> right? I'm like I was Googling career alternatives for nurses and I was like, there's yes. gotta be something else out there yes. that I could, you know, do. Um so uh but why writing? Because freelance writing comes up all the time. But you know, it will come up if you go into Google right now and you put in career alternatives for nurses or healthcare professionals, freelance yes. writing will come up. But for you in particular, why did writing stand out to you and why is it um why is it meaningful to you and why did you choose it? So writing was always something I loved to do as a kid. I wrote all these little stories or poems or whatever in high school and didn't really like nothing ever really serious. But then when I went to go get my bachelor's, there was two paths I could do. I could write papers all the time at this one university or do my testing. And I have test anxiety. I freaking hated tests growing up. Mm. The boards for nursing. Oh my God. I would have rather chopped off my leg than take, <laughs> take yeah, my sex again. So, me too. So I was just like, I hated it. So when they're like, you can just write papers. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. So okay. it's a skill for me that isn't as hard as, as studying for a test. So I love to research. I'm very inquisitive. I always want to find answers. So I knew the research side would be almost fun for me in a nerdy way. And I, I always, the reason why is I always want people to have the right information. Misinformation is a global issue. And when I would have patients come in and show me a birth plan that made no sense, there's no evidence-based practice behind it. It scared me. And they're like, oh yeah, I just Googled it. I'm like, oh my God, what is out there? So to think, okay, All I can come in stuff. and help patients. Yeah. In a different way. That's exactly what, what I want to do. And then these companies that have these amazing products that people don't know about that they should know about to make their life easier that are health and wellness related. Like that's so cool to me to be able to, to help people get known about it. And so, yeah. So I think it was just the helping side. Cause I had to reframe my brain really, because yeah. I was like, how am I going to help people? Because that's always the core of it. Like, how am I going to help yeah. people without delivering their babies? How am I going to get that impact? Now, do I feel like I give an impact as much as labor and delivery? Absolutely not. But I also say, you know, this is what works for my life and I'm a happier person and I'm not burn out. And I'm, I, I was running in circles all the time. All the yeah. time. <laughs> well, and you could even say if we're talking about impact, you know, the breath of I actually just recorded a podcast on this today. I was talking about how I had a um person, I was just at a conference in Vegas over the weekend, and I had a person who came in and was like, you know, I listened to your podcast and and I just chuckled thinking, um, you know, there are a lot of people who listen to the podcast. We have tons and tons of downloads on the podcast, and mm -hmm. I forget how, when I have conversations, just like I'm having with you here now that we're recording, we'll come onto the podcast or when I go and record something or make a freebie or create a lead magnet or whatever it is, an ebook, whatever it is that very often I sit here and it takes me a couple hours or however long it does. And then I really sit out into the universe and then it goes and has its journey. Right. And it, and it, right. it's different people at different places and different times and, and they have this experience with it and it's value creating for them. And so I think of that too, for the work that you do now in terms of the impact, could you have, is the impact similar in terms of what you've done at the bedside? Maybe, maybe not, but the impact is so much, the breadth of impact is so much bigger than it could be on a one-to-one, -one, you know, service-based level, which is 
you know, I, a lot of people come into our community and really they are impact driven. They are the nurses who, you know, they consider kind of the overall impact. And so writing is one producing any sort of, you know, content or any sort of marketing materials, whatever they are, any sort of value, the breath can be so much bigger. Like the impact could be so much greater, um, with a, you know, a type of work like this rather than doing at the bedside. So, um, I think too, with the, impact on the other side of my business, like helping the nurse writers. Like I'm such an open book, like in our group calls and all that. I'm like, yeah, guys, trust me. I don't even know what my impact is doing this for you guys. And one of the nurses stopped me and she was like, what are you talking about? You have helped us escape burnout, get a new career path. Like you have given us this, like you had to Google it forever. And this is right at our fingertips. We just have to take action and do it. And I'm like, yeah, I guess she goes, you've helped so many nurses. That's what you don't realize. I'm like, yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah. You've I saved guess them years of burnout. You've saved them years yeah. of frustration, of crying in their yeah. cars, of, you know, feeling like there was no other options for them, feeling totally stuck and trapped. Mm-hmm. And you've saved families probably. You've saved marriages because now you have yeah. nurses who come home and they're instead of bitching and moaning because they're so burnt out and that's what they, you know, go to or being yeah. so withdrawn and, and disengaged from work that they're now engaged in work. And I mean, the impact is huge. And then too, I just want to also remind you the Willoughby district, right. Is better off because you're a business owner, right. Because you've got now revenue generated. I mean, right. Like all the kids that are going through the school district there are better off because you've got more tax dollars flowing into that community. Mm -hmm. I mean, like the sidewalks might be better in Willoughby because of Janine. Because of my okay, business. Let's just, we'll, yeah. we'll so you can it. thank her later. If you're out there in Willoughby, you could thank Janine later, okay? Well, and it's funny because I literally just created a video before we jumped on about my goal, like with my me teaching other nurses to do this, is not to leave the bedside because Lord knows we need nurses at the bedside more than now, yeah. but to give you that little bit of escape to breathe, to enjoy your family a little more, to have a little more flexibility, cut back on your hours, not picking up every shift because there's always hours to pick up. And that like, that's what I want for people. I don't want people to leave bedside. Like that's no (laughs) stay at the bedside. If you can, I mean, some people that is their wish, but ideally overall, I don't think that's what nurses are looking for. I don't think they want to leave the profession. I think they just need some sort of escape on the side to give them that flexibility and decrease that burnout. Really? And a little bit more autonomy too, I think, right? Like yes. that's the other piece I find people want a little bit more freedom and flexibility than they can currently get. And so to do something where you have the luxury of, and I say luxury because this is exactly why I do what I do, because it is a luxury in my mind to create time freedom, right? Like build mm-hmm. your own schedule is an absolute luxury that I love having as a business owner. And so when you give people the opportunity, just a small, even, even when they're just these small doses of freedom, time, freedom, choice of, you know, work freedom, like that you give them an opportunity where, you know, they feel just more engaged. They feel more motivated. They feel more, um, like, like the choices there is like more powerful, more confident. And mm-hmm. I, like, that's how you change a profession. And it wasn't like overnight that I felt that I I related to like, I was on night shift for like 10 years. And when I went to day shift the first week on, don't you feel different, Janine? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I feel yet. (laughs) Not yet. I think, I don't know, but it took me a while. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I can wake up and have a cup of coffee, 
and take a shower and just chill for a second. And mornings in my house now are so less chaotic and yeah, it's just more relaxed and it's always something I strive for, but never knew how to get to it. And now I'm like, Oh yeah, this is what it's supposed to feel like to have that time freedom and flexibility and kind of do whatever I want. Yeah. Not be exhausted all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Be like chronically fatigued because of, (laughs) because of night being a night shift worker. Seriously, (laughs) I know it's crazy. I don't, you know, it's funny that you even say that when I came back, I'll never forget when I was, um, Back in, I graduated in 2004 from nursing school, went into L&D because was, that was my passion. I knew I wanted to be a midwife and the only way I could get there was I needed, you know. Wait, where did you go to school? I went to University of Illinois in Chicago. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> did you go to the same school? Yeah, right. Where did you, you go to school? Me. I would have known you. Just, well, for my, I just had an associate's at first. So I went to community college, like Lakeland. Yeah. And yeah, yeah and then I got my bachelor's through Capella. And then I was going to go for my master's and I didn't know if I wanted to be a midwife because I'm like, I see their hours. That's terrible. Yeah. You're like, it's terrible. Why would I go from three twelves to yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So we're not that much more money to be going out. No, you're completely, no, a hundred percent, especially right now. If you start looking at like average rates for RNs and travel RNs, and then you start looking at midwife rates and yeah, no, you're, we're, you completely and the liability. Yeah, no, thank you. And the responsibility. Yes. The responsibility, yeah. the liability down the road, the tails, the malpractice, hundred yeah. percent. I completely agree. Um, but I I'll never forget when I was I finished nursing school, I worked in L and D, got my master's, and then came back here. And the first job I took was at Kaiser out in Parma when they used to be uh have a location in Parma. And so I was there and um uh, it took me probably, I would say for me to get back on to like a schedule of days, forgive me if you can hear the guys blowing the leaves out of the backyard, right outside the window, <laughs> of course, when we're recording, but, um, the, um, it was fascinating the transition from working consistent nights, which I had done. I'd worked, you know, nights, yep. all of my career as a nurse and, um, all and worked, you know, nights as a midwife, especially when I was a student, you know, doing like call Cause that's one of the ways that I could fit yeah. it in with classes during the day. And so I just remember it took me a good six months and I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. this is what it's like. And then, you know, and I worked in a outpatient only essentially position as a more as a WHNP, um, for the first probably two years of my career. And I'll, I'll never forget thinking, this is what all of the other humans do. They like go to work. They go to I bed know. at the same time every night. They are relatively well-rested. They're not constantly feeling sick to their stomachs in the morning because they're post-call and like, you know, their melatonin's all like fucked up. Like, I just remember thinking, you feel like drunk all the time. You're like, what? All the time. You're falling asleep in the car all the time. Your autoimmune conditions are raging. Don't remember how you got home. Oh God. Falling asleep in the car. Oh my God. I don't miss any. I don't miss any. Okay. Okay. So wait, so, so you were like, I can do this. I like to write. It's something I've always loved to do. It's a, it's a skill of mine. And then you just married the two. Here's the opportunity. And this is the skill that I have to really provide the solution. So then tell us, um, like with, without maybe naming names, but like, who was your first client that you decided like, okay, so I'm a writer and there's an opportunity to do freelance. And so what, what next? 
What happened next? So it was when Healthline wasn't as excuse me wasn't as big as they are now. So Healthline hired me to just review articles. I didn't even have to write them yet. And then they hired me on to write articles. And I loved it because it was all in the women's health space. So I did that for quite some time. But while I was doing that, I was connecting with people over on LinkedIn, seeing like if they ever needed a freelancer. I tried to look at companies that already hired freelancers. I was doing job board stuff. I was looking on Upwork. I was doing just anywhere I can kind of get my foot in the door. I was connecting with other writers. And eventually that kind of snowballed into the opportunities that have come my way even today. Um, But 2020 is like when I made it the agency and when I really was like all in. And I was like, I really need to start networking outside of online. But nothing was going on outside online. So I was kind of stuck for a Tough time to start doing doing in-person networking. So yeah, so now like I went in a couple things this year. So fun. And... I look forward to doing that next year as well. But yeah, it's definitely people just need to know about you or my company. Like they just need to know about you. And, you know, people feel sleazy, like reaching out because they think it's like a used car salesman kind of pitch and it doesn't need to be, you can just offer your help. And that's what I do. And that's actually most client, all clients, honestly, that I jump on a call with, I actually did like my own little study to see what they say the first time I jump on a call And they say, thank you for reaching out to me because Mm -hmm. I think your service is amazing. Like they always thanked me. I never was the used car salesman. Like Mm -hmm. I never, I felt like it at first because you have this like imposter syndrome. Like, who am I? Why am I doing this? You know, but, and and like anything, it takes time. It takes practice. And then eventually, you know, it it does work. You just do all the things. You know, I, we talk about in our program, the idea of like, if you're on a, if you're on a, I just did CPR training, BLS, you know, training, um, <laughs> research, so it's fresh in my mind, but like, if you are out and you're at a restaurant and someone cho- is choking or collapsing, you wouldn't not go to them and help them. Most of us, some of you may cower in the corner and just be like, I just hope yeah, they don't know the that nurse? I'm a nurse. The nurse? Like yeah. I'm not the nurse here on duty today. Right. Like, so whatever, but most of us would just look at the situation and we would just respond to it. Even if we were, we were kind of a little bit maybe behind the times on our CPR, or even if we didn't remember all of the things or how to do the appropriate chest thrust or whatever, we would probably respond and we would try to do our best. We would, you know, facilitate yeah. getting EMS there and, and we would try to do our best. That's all that, right. We, most of us, right. Absolutely. Might not know all Absolutely. the steps, but we get in there and try And so I always think of it too, with when you have a service that works, whether it's like, for instance, my business of hormone replacement therapy and weight loss solutions for women in perimenopause and menopause. If I have a service that works, I know the data is good on it. Or if I have my coaching business, data is good on it. We have a intervention that really is helpful and supportive. And I don't do anything with it, but I see all the people going by me, all the nurses in burnout, all the women who are struggling because they're like, I don't know. I just don't feel like myself. I'm in my forties and I just don't feel like myself. And my mood is all over the place. And like, and I just shut my mouth and don't say anything. It would be akin to being on social media, being on LinkedIn and being like, I have this great, amazing service and I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to go and make an offer to someone because I think that it's kind of sleazy. Like I, like one of the, like, if you can think about it, like, but what if we would never withhold CPR from someone who needed it? 
We would never right. withhold the Heimlich or trying to support someone who was having a medical emergency. So why would we do it with our own businesses? Like it just doesn't make or any even, sense. You know, take it less like emergent. What about that friend who texts you every time there's a nurse, a medical issue? You're not going to yeah. be like, I mean, sometimes you say go to the doctor because you you're yeah. like, yeah, you need to go right. to the doctor. But if it's something simple, why would you be like, go Google it when you're like knowledgeable and can now, give sometimes them- I I do say that to my, my husband. Cause I'm like, go, I don't figure it out. Like, I don't, I'm just know, so right? tired of your bullshit. Like just figure it out. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, but no, but I get, well, but I get yeah, it. I agree. Right. Yeah. We usually are the people who help if we have the you you give know, ability or time, yeah. what you can. Yeah. And that's actually yeah. why I formed the course in the, because I'm like, I'm not a gatekeeper. I'm not going to not tell people how to do this. Like, who am I? I'm not going to, there's enough companies out there that want writers. It's not, not nearly oversaturated that why not help? Why not help other nurses do the same thing? Yeah. Okay. So when did you go from, when did you make the transition from being freelancer to saying, I'm going to hire some other people? Have you, by the way, done the Goldman Sachs program, the 10,000 small businesses? Nope. Oh, we'll have to talk about that later. That's a good, remind me about that later, but we'll, we'll chat on the side. Um, but when did you make the shift from saying, I'm going to be freelance, I'm doing all I'm trading time for, um, for money right now to all of a sudden I am now hiring people and like, I'm going to bring people in to replace, you know, do some of the work that I would otherwise be doing myself. So 2020, when, when I was getting overwhelmed and Ah, okay. Um, actually before that though, I did have a assistant that I hired. She's not a nurse. She's amazing. She's been with me since pretty much the beginning doing my social media because I, I don't like doing it. And I am a firm believer that if there's anything you can outsource, outsource. And usually I always start with like my home, like if you can hire a cleaner, so you're not doing that and you can put more more of your energy into your business or things you like, do it. Like get your groceries delivered, all things. So she was the first person I hired to help me with social media. Then when 2020 hit, I was having a lot of clients come to me because of COVID, because they were laying off people, but they wanted freelancers. And, you know, it would be in the oncology space. And they're like, Jean, can you write on oncology stuff? And I'm like, I could, because yeah. I can look it up and it takes me 10 years. But how about Allison, who is an oncologist, oncology nurse or nurse practitioner in that area? She would do really good. So I started subcontracting and then it kind of built from there because I'm like, then like the light bulb went off. Well, if I can help yeah. this person with their oncology, what about the cardiac side? What about peds? And so now we have this huge database of nurses that write in all different specialties. So when like this one company that has products, they're all women's health. And it's telehealth, women's health and pediatric products, testing diagnostic solutions so that they don't have to go to the doctor and they can just do stuff from home. But how much better is it to read content written by a nurse practitioner in the women's health space yeah. or someone who works with kids? Like it, it just brings so much more experience and trustworthiness and authoritativeness like Google's whole algorithm that they have that makes your content work better. Yeah. And the expertise is there too, that I just think, you know, it's uh, the, yeah. right. There's so much information that's out there. And I think, you know, we are 
one of the you know most trusted professions year over year. And so to use that to our advantage, I think in marketing or any of the services that we run, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a, if you think about kind of the relationship that you have to build with people who don't know you, right. To be able to establish trust quickly because you're a, a part of a profession that is heavily already heavily trusted. You know, you've won some of the battle before you re- really even, you know, yeah, you just to... have to tell them you're a nurse and they're like, Oh, this is yeah. great. And they always tell yeah, you, Oh, they my know what sister's a nurse. You know, you get that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. So, so you do the freelance, then you're like, Oh boy, I'm getting a lot of asks and there are asks that are outside of my comfort level. And so I'll just hire in for people to come on. How many, do you have any, um, employees on staff right now? You said you still work with the assistant, but do you have any employees? Like how big is your business right now in terms of number of contractors and if you would be willing to yeah. share? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, this past year I hired on an internal editor and another assistant who is more of my, um, content manager. And then Cheryl, who's still my like social media marketing. She does a lot of marketing side for both businesses. And then, um, the contractors, geez, we have over 150 nurse writers, not all working at one time, but like when I see that there's a job post, like something that would work well with them, we vet all of our nurse writers too. So just because they're in our database doesn't necessarily mean they're an incredible writer. So we send them through a vetting process. It's super easy. And they just write like 500 words on the topic we pick in their specialty. And they just write 500 words. We send it over to our editor. She looks at it and she rates our writers because everything in business, you learn by failing and messing up. And then you're like, how can we make this better? And I was hiring nurse writers who were not good with computers, right? So they couldn't even like manage the task, let alone write the article. So we had to, we had to tighten our processes and over time, you know, things got better. And then if like, you're only a three-star writer, then you just, take our writing course, skills course, make it better and then try again. And then you can be vetted. And then you're in our, our circle, our inner circle. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Oh, that's incredible. Good for you. Congratulations on building a business. That's got so many uh, options and so many income opportunities for nurses. And um, yeah, that's, and that's incredible. Okay. Um, Okay. Tell us a little bit about what's your version of living the good life. What does that look like for you? Oh my gosh, the freedom, the freedom to do whatever I want. So I have one of my best friends owns a smoothie bar. My sister owns a business where she does fulfillment for a nail polish company. And my days off, like my other, my youngest is at school. I will go to their businesses and just help. So um, I learned how to make smoothies, like just because I Mm -hmm. like having fun. So that's the good life. Like I get to just have this freedom to go do whatever I want. I get to take a walk with my husband and dog every morning. Now I'm like training my dog to be a therapy dog and we're going to go in the hospitals and and do that. Like it's all the things you want to do. You just never have time for. And that's what I love about that is the good life for me for now. Um, Now, (laughs) how old are your children? Uh, You said you have two boys. How old are they? So my oldest is 18 and the youngest is 10. So 11. No, he just turned 11. So so I think that's a good reminder too. My, I have two boys and they're 10 and 13. And I, I think it's interesting because as you know, there are different phases that they go through. And I get a lot of people who are 
who come to me, you know, they've just gotten their children, kind of their youngest, like into school. And so now they're all school mm-hmm. age and they're finally getting a little bit of room to breathe. Then they're like, what next? You know, what, what else yep. is out there? What, you know, like, or, or they're in that zero to five age and they're like, yes. this isn't sustainable. And so yeah. I need to figure out something different. That's going to help me feel like a human, be a, the parent I want to be, be the partner I want to be, be the professional I want to be. And, you know, and the current option of what I have is just not cutting it. Um, so I think then, so you're a good example. So you built a business. So when you were, let's see, 2015 would have been eight years ago. So you would have had a three-year-old and a, um, well, I started about 2013. So yeah, the youngest was just born and that's what like lit the light bulb saying, I can't do this forever. Like I can't be on night shift forever. I was starting to get burned out on night shift. And then I, I was also like, why am I getting, why do I hate going to work when I'm delivering people's babies? Like I shouldn't feel that way. And so that was also the light bulb moment. And so, yeah. So then Zach was seven, Jimmy was just born and I was, I was like, I got to figure something out. And yeah. And you built it. And I think your children motivate you. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, and so you built it when they were pretty young. So that's other question I get a lot is like, can I really build a private practice or a business, you know, coaching business if I have young kids and I'm like, you do whatever you want. If you have enough motivation, determination, resilience, and emotional strength to do it. Like you, I, I mean, like you, you get to choose kind of where you apply those things and what you, what results you want to create. It just um, looks different, right? Like it looks yeah. looks different now than it did when the kids were really young. But like you said, anywhere you put your focus, your energy is going to follow. So you have to focus on yeah. building your business and you will build your business. You might have to turn off Netflix at night, but you'll build your business. Like you just have to want it sometimes more than you want to breathe. Like you need to just want it and you will find that motivation and find a community, find a coach. Find someone yeah. to help you along the way because it goes so much faster. Yeah. It's so much easier when you have a kind of a community of support. And I think it's just, and that normal, we talk about it in our program, which is like creating that new version of you. Right. And so it just, it's like trying on a new dress or trying on a new pair of shoes. It just, you got to break them in a little bit. Some, it might not, yeah. you might get some blisters the first couple of wears, but like, you're going to get to a point where the leather softens up and the shoes fit and you love those shoes and you wear them until you are in Vegas and you have scuffed them up so badly that you can't bear to put them, home, so you put them in the trash can. <laughs> and you're like, girl, my luggage just got a little lighter. That was me this weekend. My luggage just got a little lighter, you know, not taking these shoes home, but, but that's right. But it's a process. And, and I think too, you know, for you, I'd be curious to know, you know, so, so the Janine of today, who's got a, you know, 150 contractors and a couple of, you know, part-time or full-time staff under her, a, a booming business. What would the Janine of today say to the Janine who was first starting out with a newborn and who was like, I don't know if this is going to work. Like what advice would you give to her? If you, if you could, I think get a, get help, like get your community, get a course and do it and believe in the, trust the process, you know, look at the people a little bit ahead of you. Don't look at the Janine now. Look at the Janine two years from now. Look at the Janine four years from now. Because sometimes you look at somebody that's doing well and you think you should be there quickly. But you need to look back and go, it, it wasn't overnight. And I never thought I would be here, ever. Like I didn't, because I couldn't even 
I didn't have the vision of what it looked like. People are like, oh, what's right. it, your business going to look like in five years? I'm like, I can't even tell you it's going to look like next year. I can right. try, but you know, I'm kind of making this up as I go. And I know what my life, what I want my life to look like. And I just mm-hmm. build my business to follow that life. And sometimes like you have to think about that too. Like you're not just a nurse. You're not just a nurse at a bedside. You have so many more skills and qualities and soft skills to put into action and see where, like, where do you fit in this world where you can still help and really change your life? Like that's what it's about. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I think that's, that is just hundred percent. So right on. And I love that you've, you've got such a coaching brain too, which is like someone who's able to see the future and the vision <laughs> of it. And, and I agree too. I, you know, that I, we, in our program, get a lot of people, we have everybody do a Clifton strengths assessment. And so when they come in with Clifton strengths, they'll say, you know, you lead in a group setting, you lead with one of four tendencies. You're either a strategic thinker, an executor, an influencer, or a relationship builder. And so I get a lot of people who are strategic thinkers in our program and they say, but how, but how will I do it? You know, how, how does it have to be? How do you make the, the, the Facebook ad? I'm like, well, and then they're like, will it work or what will happen? I'm like, I don't know. We will only know once we get there. And then we will look back. And there's a and lot of failure. Say, there's a ton of failure. It's the same thing with I, my patients who come in for hormone replacement therapy. They were like, well, what, how will it work? And what will it do? What will the eventual dose be? I'm like, I don't know. We, yeah. we may, we may order a handful of different patches to see which estradiol level works for you. And, mm-hmm. and it is, you know, that you tolerate and that helps with your symptoms. Same thing with semaglutide. Like it's just, we will know once we get there and we won't know a minute sooner. And if you're willing to trust the trust process, the like process. you said, <laughs> you're willing to trust the process you're willing to just have, give up some control. Like you even had it anyways, if you're willing to just give up that level of control, like we can get somewhere. We just don't know where we're going, but it's going to be different. I think it's our society too. It's so like immediate gratification that everybody wants everything right now. And you're so burnt out and you just want out and, but it's not going to change tomorrow. You're still going to be having to work this weekend. You're still going to have to work at the holidays coming up. Like you, you will, but maybe next year you won't. Like yeah. it just takes a lot of determination, a lot of grit and you'll get there. You will. And yeah. it's like, like I said, trust the process, know that other people are doing it and get some help because it makes it go faster. So it sounds like you would say that business is worth it. Hmm? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, we're in the same boat there. Okay. If people want to find out about your program, how do they find you? How, if they want to reach out to you, what's your preferred method of contact? And then how do they find you? So preferred method of contact. Why? How about this? For those of you that are listening, follow me on Instagram at Savvy Nurse Writer. Follow me on Instagram. Send me a DM over on Instagram. If you're interested in a free trial of my membership for freelance writers, I'll give you 30 days for free. So you just have to message me over on Instagram just because you're listening today. And then you can find me, you can find everything about me over on SavvyNurseWriter.com. Okay, fantastic. We'll put all that in the show notes so it'll be available to people. So um, anything else, anything else you think is important um, that you think we didn't cover or any other gems or pearls that you think would be good to share with a community of budding nurse entrepreneurs? Oh gosh, there's so there's so much. I can go on for days. But I think, I think really, like you said, like, especially the budding nursing entrepreneurs, you don't know if you want to be a writer, this just sounds nice, right? 
but it really like your strength assessment, get to know who you are, reflect on it because yeah, freelance writing is great, but it's not for everybody. And Mm -hmm. so many nurse colleagues of mine are like, what are you doing, Janine? I want to do that because I need out of here. I'm like, yeah, you don't though. You like, I know you, you're not a writer. Yeah. That's okay. So, you know, see if you even like writing, if you don't like writing, you're not going to like writing for a business. So that's the other thing, like really look at where you succeed. And here's a little gem, put on Facebook or wherever you hang out for your friends and family, send a group text, I don't care. Tell me what I'm good at. And you will be surprised what people say. You're like, I'm organized. I don't think I'm organized at all, but they think I'm organized. So those things that come easy to you that you don't realize that you're, that's where you want to put your energy for a business for sure. Yeah. I love that. That's fantastic. All right. Well, for those of you listening, if you are the writers and you're like, this is for me, then go find, go find Janine, connect with her and um, tr- do the 30 day trial. It sounds like there's no risk to that. So get in there. And Not at all. No that. contract. No, they use cancel. Amazing. So, um, and then if you are, um, think somebody else who, uh, somebody else who would enjoy or really benefit from this, you're like, I'm not the writer, but my friend, one of my other nurses, I know her or him or them. And this would be a great opportunity. Please share this podcast. That would be fantastic. Oh, and I have um, a podcast too. Savvy oh, Nurse Writer Podcast. Go yeah, check out the podcast. So lots of, okay. Go check. <laughs> we'll put that in the show notes too. All right. So you guys got a lot of opportunities to connect with Janine and get some um, benefit from um, the service that she has provided. Gene, congratulations to you on building a business. That's in, it's incredible what you've done and the pivots that you Thank made. You. And I'm so glad to just have you on the podcast and to now know you. Um, I would say now we some, can go get coffee. I know. So and to know somebody who's local, which I think is fantastic. <laughs> and I love that you're an example of what's possible when you have an idea and when you actually have a uh, solution and you then take that from idea, from that concept into creation. And you're like, let me go out into the marketplace and test it. And let me just see what happens. And I just, it's, it's the hallmark of entrepreneurship. And I just think you're a great example of it. So thank you for thank coming you. on and just sharing just your gems and your pearls and, um, you know, your service with us so that, you know, this community is a little better off. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's so nice to have you on the podcast. Take care.